Hallelujah. It's good to see you this morning. And uh, I'm excited about what God has for us together. Are you hungry for... Bible said, hungry and thirsty folks will be filled. Are you hungry? It matters how we come to church. It matters how we come to church. It's not okay to come just kind of see what's going to happen. We, we come to receive. We come by faith. We come uh, and we believe God. Because Paul said, pray for me that utterance would be given unto me. And uh, that's, that's him exhorting the, the people, the congregation, him exhorting them to bring their faith. Not just Paul saying, I'm believing for utterance. He, said, you, he prayed for them that, 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 he said, he asked them to pray that he'd be filled with utterance and given utterance. Amen? So we're believing God together. Praise God. God has a part in this service. Amen. Pastor Jay has a part in this service. And you have a part in this service. It's not, it's not, church is not a spectator sport. It's not something we just come watch and see what happens and see what God and the preacher does. It's all of us pulling together. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we're so grateful today for the great honor and privilege we have of calling you our Father and uh, being your children. Thank you, Lord, that it was all your idea, that you had a plan of redemption to wash us and cleanse us and bring us back to you, bring us back to fellowship, bring us back to all that we lost in the, the fall of Adam. We thank you, Father, for restoring us. We thank you for the great privilege we have of fellowship with you, the communion of the Holy Ghost, as the Bible calls it. We're grateful, Father. Today we thank you for the Holy Spirit that you've sent Jesus to uh, take your place. You said, another comforter I'm going to send. And Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you that he has come, that he lives in us, that he is, he is the power of God, that he has the mind of God for this service. Father, we receive his wisdom, his direction, and the plan of God that is uh, laid out from the foundation of the world for this time together. We receive it all by faith. Holy Spirit, this is your time. This is your opportunity. Move amongst us as you would. And we'll be careful, Lord Jesus, to give you all the praise and all the glory for every good thing that, is hap that happens in the service today. In the name of Jesus, there is no one else worthy, Jesus. So we give all that, that happens to you and praise you for all of it. And we do it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Amen. If you're here right now and you've got pain in your body, raise your hand. You've got pain in your body. It's no use sitting in church with pain. That's too distracting. Okay, hold your hand up. I'm going to minister to you right here, standing right here. Father, under the direction of Jesus, the head of the church, I release my faith for... Yeah, I see that, Father. That, that ministry of the Holy Spirit in the lives of these that have their hands raised, I rebuke that pain, command it to leave. I speak to, Father, their body. I speak to those that have pain in their backs, that, that, that pain in their lower back. I command that to go in the authority of Jesus' name. Father, we receive it by faith. Thank you for the anointing that's coming on those with their hands up right now. And it's releasing them from that pain in Jesus' name. Now, this sister over here, you're going to have to look at me. Yeah, there you go. Come up here. Come up here. You had your hand raised, correct? Come up here. I saw something about you. Praise God. Praise God. There's more for you. <laughs> you want it. Yes, you do. <laughs> Praise God. Where is the pain? 
Uh huh. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Lift your hands. There's an angel standing beside you. Look back there, and there was an angel standing beside you. He's going to minister to you right now. Father, as I lay my hands on this dear sister, I thank you that ain't angel does work on her lower back. Oh, thank you, Father. It's being, yeah, that, that's being put back in place. Yeah, that, that extension, that, that, thank you for it, Father. That, those vertebrae that are jammed together, they're coming apart like they're supposed to be in Jesus' name. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You're going to be different when you get up. And you're also going to be a little bit taller. <laughs> Woo, glory. Praise God. Amen. Well, that just came up. In, somebody said, well, how'd you know to do that? It just came up in my spirit. I didn't plan it in the hotel. Didn't plan it sitting here. Didn't, plan, didn't know I was going to do it until I stood right here. Didn't know I was going to do it until I got done praying. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Help her up. How long had you had that, sister? How long had you been bothered in, that, in your lower back? It, it's hard standing when you're drunk. <laughs> no, I know, what, I know you don't drink, but you drink of the Holy Ghost, don't you? Yeah, praise God. Amen. Five years. You, that, that, that pain had been there for five years. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. So, so what, what, was it an accident? What happened? Was it just... You had. Yeah. Five bulging discs, and and you couldn't move. Could could you do that before? You just bent over I like that. Uh huh. Like this, but I, it's hard to touch the yeah, you. But you just did. Well, you just bent over. I think you almost touched the floor. <laughs> Praise God! Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, glory to God. There's no, I don't know of any scriptures in the word that says you have to wait till the end of the service to have signs and wonders. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. God's a good God. He's always, always good, always good. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Somebody, your, your left ankle, your left ankle, you've been having some sort of, I don't know what's been going on with it. Hold up your hand. Where are you at? Your left ankle. Right, right, huh? Huh? Come up here. What happened to it? How long has it been happening? A couple weeks. A couple weeks. Bruised heel. Huh? Like a bruised heel. What'd you do? Go out in the barn and kick the cow or something or just... <laughs> <laughs> Bruise in the name of Jesus. In the name, late, reach your hands out toward him, Father. I release that anointing into His body, so that that left ankle will be restored, and all the pain will leave. The movement will be free and full and complete. In the name of Jesus, all the swelling go down. Oh, there goes the power. There goes the power. Mm. Praise God. There it went right into you. Praise God. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Walk down that aisle and, and, and just walk back. When you walked before, was it painful? What, what was going on? Was it popping? Huh? When you used to walk, what, what used to happen? Yeah, it was painful. Yes, sir. Yeah. What's happening? It's better. It's better. <laughs> what, you know what came up in my spirit? As the day goes on, all the pain will yes, fade sir. away. Amen. That's what came up in my spirit when I said go back and walk. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's begun. Uh, you remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree, the Bible says that uh, 24 hours later they came by and they saw the fig tree dried up. Remember that? And Jesus said, or, or Peter said, Behold, the fig tree you curses withered away. And Jesus said, Have faith in God. Right. Whosoever shall say, and so forth. But notice the Bible said, Peter said, who, He said, The fig tree is dried up from the roots. Yeah. I've watched trees die before, and they always, normally they die from the top down. Right. This one died from the roots up. Yeah. Well, the roots, where are the roots? That's a realm you can't see. Yeah. So, so things always happen. They always start immediately when faith is released. But you can't, it's some, sometimes it's in an unseen realm you can't see. But eventually it'll just show up. Eventually it'll show up. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody said, well, I want it instant. Well, well, well however it comes, I, I receive it however it comes. <laughs> Praise God. Sure beats being pain, full of pain. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, God's good. Yes, you may be seated. Praise God. God is my God. He's my healer. He took my infirmities, bore my sicknesses. Thank you, Jesus. So good to be with you. We've been uh, getting to know your pastors more and more. And, uh, and uh, the more I, you know, some people, the more you get to know them, I'm not talking about your pastors here, but I'm talking, the more you get to know them, the less you like them. You ever met anybody like that? But your pastors are the other way around. The more I get to know them, the more I like them. We had lunch with them yesterday, and I told I'm going to tell on myself, all right? We went to Brother Justin here. He, he was with me, driving me. And uh, I told Brother Justin, I said, man, I like them guys. I like them guys. They, they're my kind of folks. Amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, you're stuck with me for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord. People to love God, full of the Holy Ghost and full of faith. Praise God. I'm, I'm telling you, watch out. Watch out, devil. Praise God. Watch out, Excelsior Springs. <laughs> this is just the beginning right here of a move of God in Excelsior Springs. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So, anyway, I got a few. Mashikiyele, Bangalaguchte, Abrana, Batugik, Emma, Sakaye, Oh, Bagahiye, Ho, 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 Masse, Oh, Oh, Ming, Ho, Bagi, Deke, Keke, Ayananiye, Magada, Amoshe. And so it's written in the Word Eye has not seen, and ear has not heard the very things that God has prepared for those that love Him. And so it is with you that your eyes have not seen, even in the Spirit, your eyes have not seen and your ears have not heard what's ahead for this congregation. Be faithful. Walk in the light. Continue to move forward. As the light comes, fulfill every step of faith that the light calls upon you to fulfill. And you'll go from glory to glory and from faith to faith. And a great enlargement shall come. 
and you'll be a light that is sit on a hill in this city. Ha 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 And yes, there'll come persecution. For some will be uh, religious folks, jealous, jealous because of the glory of God upon you. But you just walk in love, walk in the light, rejoice in Christ Jesus, give him all the glory, take none of the glory to yourself, and God shall be glorified and the work shall be done. And God's plan for this hour in this area and this region shall be consummated, and you will be a great big part of it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Well, praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. If the Holy Ghost wants to say something, he can interrupt me anytime. He interrupted the tape product introduction, so I guess he's, he's that, we call him Lord, we call Jesus Lord, right? So we just let him do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. I encourage you, uh, when the Holy Ghost says something, uh, this is being recorded, right? I encourage you to get that recording and transcribe it. And then, and then, see, the Bible says, uh, it, 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 well, I don't have time to get into it all, but basically, let me, just, let me just say it. The Bible says we're to war a good warfare with the prophecies that went forth. And so how do you do that? Well, not if you forget them. You can't, you can't war a good warfare if you forget them. Uh, and he goes on to the next verse. He said, war good warfare, holding faith. Holding faith. So you've got to mix your faith with what the Holy Ghost says. Mix your faith with it. So to do that, it's good to have it written out and uh, give it to people and let them, let them and just say, Father, we want to thank you for what you said. We thank you for what you said. Praise the Lord. That's how you wore a good warfare. Uh, we got a few products on the table back there, and uh, we're going to let you know a little bit about it. It won't take much longer here, but um, this one's called Healing is God's Will. Uh, healing is God's will. There is a tremendous amount of confusion in the body of Christ at large yeah. about healing and about God's will. A lot of people think, well, it's just, you know, as, you know, some, if, 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 you know, if it's God's will, they'll pray if it be thy will, you know. There's only one time that Jesus prayed if it be thy will, and it was never concerning healing. No. It was only whenever he's going to the cross. He said, I don't want to, you know, his flesh, his flesh said, uh, I'd rather not go through with this. Right. Nevertheless, not my will, but your be done. Your will be, that's not the prayer of faith. The Bible says in James that prayer of faith is what we pray for the sick, not the prayer of consecration. Jesus in the garden was praying the prayer of consecration. But we don't pray the prayer of consecration over the sick. We pray the prayer of faith for their healing. Now, they might have to get some things right. That's between them and God. But right on the other hand, James said the prayer of faith shall save or heal the sick. Amen? So it's important that we understand the will of God. You can't pray the prayer of faith if you don't know what God's will is. If you, if you wonder if it's God's will, you'll, you won't be able to pray the prayer of faith. But I have to warn you, before you get this ser series and listen to it, uh, your religion is very uh, much in danger when you listen to this. I'm talking about man-made ideas. I'm not talking about true Christianity. I'm talking about, when I say religion, man-made ideas. And uh, it'll blow that out. It might, it might be a little bit uh, convicting. <laughs> There's a lot of things, a lot of reasons that the Word of God says it is God's will to heal. And so uh, this is in here. You know, a lot of people, they'll take somebody real quick. They'll take them to the hospital, and that's, and that's fine. Don't misunderstand me. But, uh, but uh, and, and, and because they want to they wanna see them well. They don't want to see them die. They don't want to see them sick or whatever. Uh, but, but they'll do that real quick and take them to the hospital, but they don't know if, if God wants them well. In other words... You're, you're, they're saying that we love them more than God does. Come on. Come on. 
God is not as loving as we are. Our love wants them well. You know what I'm talking about? But God, we just don't know. We just don't know. No, we do know. We do know. Anyway, Pastor, here. That's yours. I was going to find somebody to give it to, but it's yours. Then here's a, here's a series. This is about 14 CDs. This is... A, one of the revelations that changed our church the most, Pastor, it's just called the local church, this series is called the local church classics. We, we uh, talk extensively in here about God's plan for the local church. And uh, we go into all sorts of details about it, <clears throat> the role of the local church in the believer, the blessing of receiving your pastor, uh, the blessing, that, I mean, excuse me, your pastor and your faith your faith in your church, unity in the home regarding the local church. You know, um, maybe, maybe you're in a situation where you're already married and there's not unity there because of whatever reason. Um, one wants to go to this church, one wants to go to that church. But if you're a young person, you, you need to be in agreement about what you stand for as far as where you go to church. And we talk about that. Unity in the home regarding the local church. Making the right choice about where you go to church. It's not just, well, that's the close one down the street. We'll go to the closest one. No, he sets us in the body as it pleased. Not as it pleased you. Not as it, not, you he didn't call you to go to the most convenient place. He, he sets you in the body as it pleased him. So that's in there. Then it says, this one is called, set your affections on the local church. I found that there's people that love church and there's people that tolerate it. You, you need, I pastored for 20 years, Pastor. I know what I'm talking about. But the Bible says to set your affections on certain things. Then fellowship of the Spirit, practicing unity in the Spirit, protecting the unity of the Spirit, unity and the corporate anointing, walking in unity of spirit with spiritual leadership, and then the last one. You need to get, the, the whole series is worth the last one, abundance and your pastor. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Would you like that? Thank you. It's $79. <laughs> he is too fun to pick on. I think he dishes it out. And I told him, Pastor, I'm your harvest. <laughs> um, this one, this one uh, has saved a lot, a lot of heartache in our congregation. It's called Offense, the Trap of Satan. This is one of Satan's favorite strategies. It's an old, worn-out line. Pastor, we're being led to go somewhere else. I, I believe God does lead people at times, and they, they go different places. Don't misunderstand me. But I've watched so many times, it's not a leading from the Spirit. It's a fence, and they don't want to admit it. Nobody wants to stand up and say, I'm offended. I'm offended. No, they want to say, God's leading us. They, they lay it off on God. So anyway, um, boy, they're not shouting as much on that one, Pastor. But this, Paul said, I have, he said, I exercise myself to have a conscience void of offense before God and before men. That means, well, I don't know, I, you, you ever exercised? It's work, isn't it? And that's what he's saying, that's what he's saying, staying away from offense is. It's, it, it's effort. It takes effort. Um, you know, you go down to the gym and you, you see people, you see some big guy walk into the church, he's got these big muscles. Where'd you get those big muscles? Down at the gym. Right. So you walk down to the gym. I came to get some muscles, please. 
And he, here's my credit card. I come to get some muzzles. <laughs> and they'll take your credit card, and then they'll say, well, come over here. There's a bench over here. Yeah, it's, got right. some, it's got some weight on it. Push it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't come here to work. I came here to get muscles. Yeah. Well, see, they don't understand. Yeah. Anyway, so why am I giving them all to you, Pastor? <laughs> Then I've got this book. Uh, well, let me go to this scripture CD. I don't know if you know what a scripture CD is. Ours is uh, reading scriptures along a certain line from the word. And then uh, piano music in the background. And we read different translations. Ever read another translation and it brought light to you? So that's what this is. And we have three or four different versions uh, back there. One is called uh, uh, In Christ Realities. One is called The Word on Faith and Victory. One is called The Word on rest and peace. And this one's called the word on health and healing. This is something that can, you know, feed your faith. The word of God is faith food. And uh, sometimes you need a, you know, IV, so to speak, put into your spirit. And this is a spiritual IV. You can just stick it into your spirit. And uh, we have gotten many, many healing testimonies out of this. And then there's a companion book. You might like to read along or whatever, the word on health and healing. And then, um, uh, this book is called Living Without Worry, Free from a Troubled Heart. Oh, my Lord Jesus. We shared a little bit on some of this on uh, Friday night down in Lee's Summit, but um, it goes through so many things that will just help you live worry-free. God's, you know, the good life he has for us includes uh, living without worry. And if you do this properly, people will think you don't care. Well, you just don't care. Thank you. I, I'm so glad you finally, I'm so glad I'm finally walking into this enough that you recognize that I'm. See, there's a difference between compassion on people and carrying the cares and burdens of their need. Amen. So, but, but uh, uh, there's a lot in here. I wish I could preach on that this morning, but I got, the Lord's leading us somewhere else. All right. You ready to get into the word this morning? I think Pastor said you normally get out of church at uh, 4.30. Is that what he said? <laughs> Something like that, wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> Go with me if you brought your Bible. Oops, I just, I just rolled. You know, whenever they roll bottles of water at you when you're preaching, that means you're dry. So, <laughs> Go over if you brought your Bible to Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. Don't you love the Word of God? It is such help and revelation. It's God speaking to us. That's the way we should approach the Word. This is God speaking to me. So we're going to look here in Ephesians chapter number 5. We're going to read verses 18 through 20. And uh, believe God for revelation and utterance. He said, And be not drunk with wine... Wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. He's talking to believers. Actually, if you read the 19th chapter of the book of Acts, he's talking to a church that, was, that had already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So when he said be filled, he's not talking to the Baptist church. I'm not, he wants them filled too. Don't misunderstand me. But my point is, he's not talking to people who weren't filled. He, you go read the 19th chapter of Acts, and that's, that's, they had gotten filled back there in the 19th chapter of Acts. But he writes this letter to them, and he says, be filled with the Spirit. Yes. Well, that, that tells you that there's more than one filling then. Yes. 
He said, be filled with the Spirit. And you read the uh, Greek actually has a play on the word be filled. It literally means be continually filled. God's plan for every believer is not that you be filled with the Spirit and, and that's it. That that's an experience that happened or an event. See, the filling, the Spirit-filled life is not an event that happened one time. It is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Being continually filled. And so uh, that's what he's exhorting them to do. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled. Be continually filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Praise God. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he went on talking about submitting ourselves to one another. How many of you know spirit-filled people are easy to get along with? Amen. So, um, so this is God's plan for his people is that they're filled with the spirit, filled with God himself. Every man's filled with something. You know what I'm talking about. Some men are filled with, uh, you know, sin, full of sin. Some people are full of jokes. <laughs> Some people are full of themselves. Amen. Some people are full of the world, full of a lot of different things. The world will tell you you're full of certain things sometimes. Anyway, um, but um, God said he wants you full, <laughs> filled with the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. That's God. God Jesus, God, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all the Godhead, part of the Godhead. And the Holy Spirit is God. God's offering you a life full of himself. Whoa. Glory be to God. Not full of the news, not full of sadness, depression, but full of God. The Bible said in his presence is fullness of joy. You're full of God, you're full of joy. Praise the Lord. You know, you read through the Bible, God makes his people a lot of different offers. Some people don't take him up on a lot of them. Uh, but there's a lot of things he's offering, and this is one thing he's offering. He's offering you a spirit-filled life. Amen. He's offering you a life full of himself. So um, this is, like I said, it's not an event that happens one time. It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's an ongoing thing. Somebody said, you know, in other words, it's not a title on the name of the church we go to. What kind of Christian are you? I'm a spirit-filled church. Why? Because, well, that's the kind of church I go to. Well, you can go to that kind of church and not live the spirit-filled life. You can live full of depression, full of the world, full of sin, full of whatever you want to be full of. And just because just that's the title on the name of your church doesn't mean, or, you know, the kind of church you go, doesn't mean that's the lifestyle that you live. This is an individual thing. It's not a group thing. Now, you can get full as a group. Amen. But I'm simply saying you can, you can get full as a group at the church and then go live empty the rest of the week. God's offering you to be filled up and refreshed every single day. People, they say, this is God's, uh, uh, you know, out in the world, for example, people, they say, man, I've had a hard week. And they go to the bar and they drink their problems away. That's a cheap substitute for what God had for you the whole time. You know, the people that are always drinking alcohol is because they're empty of God. 
if they get full of God, now you might say, he's preaching against God. I'm preaching against anything that people are full of other than God. God wants us to be continually filled with himself. And if you get continually filled with God, uh, he'll, he'll keep you refreshed. He'll keep you edified. He'll keep you full of joy, full of power, full of, full of wisdom and answers and peace and revelation knowledge and leadings and directions of the Holy Ghost. I don't. I, I, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to preach myself happy. Watch out. So um, this is something that's ongoing as a lifestyle. It's a it's a never ending stream. Remember, Jesus said, "Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water." He didn't say, "In your belly will be a a, a lake that is stagnant, full of you know, bunch of stuff on the top, bunch of scum on the top." No inflow, no outflow. No, it's a river. Hallelujah. It's a river. Something, something, something is supposed to be welling up on the inside of you and flowing out. Down at the job, they need to be saying, what is it about you? You're never depressed. You're never, you're never, you just don't get involved in the, in the things that so many of us are involved with. Praise the Lord. So there's, this, there's some things I believe God wants us to talk about here. You're, a, you're, a, you're being, meaning you're spirit man mostly. You're a spirit man. You're a spirit being. Your being is as it were a container. He said be filled or full, filled, refilled continually. It's a container. In other words, uh, you know, if, if, if this building... Has, is, is it like a container? In other words, it's closed in. You can fill it with heat right. or now air conditioning in the summer, right? But if all the windows are open and this wall was gone and the ceiling was gone, but only two walls up or three walls up or something, and you try to fill it, fill it full of air conditioning, it's just not going to work. It's, it's not it's going to keep leaking out. And, and that's what he's saying about our spirits. Our spirits are a container. Yeah. And, uh, and he wants to, that part of our being to be filled and then get over into our soul, our minds, our emotions, and our bo- splash over onto our bodies, splash over onto everybody we come into contact with. Praise God. <clears throat> um, why would a person need to be continually filled? Well, you could look at it a couple different ways because, number one, there should be something flowing out. That's why we should be continually filled. Every spirit-filled believer has a ministry. They might not be called to the five-fold ministry, but everybody's got something coming out of them. Uh, Now now somebody said, well, there's not much flowing out of me to bless many people. Well, then you're not living full. You might have the Holy Spirit, but you're not living full. It doesn't start flowing out until the container fills up first. So that's one reason that we are needing to be continually filled is because there ought to be something continually flowing out. Oh, but, but another reason I believe we need to be continually filled is because I've been around a lot of Christians, including myself. <laughs> and I've noticed sometimes that Christians leak. You know what I mean by leak? Yeah, I mean, you get cut off in traffic. <laughs> well, you just, you just leaked. <laughs> get into strife and an argument. 
Somebody said, well, I don't understand that man. He's spirit-filled. He did this or that and some kind of thing. Well, he might have been spirit-filled back in 1929, but not today. <laughs> not, to, not today he did that. Not today he did that. And probably not a few days before that. Keep saying I'm preaching good so, so they know I'm preaching good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. No, it's a continual experience. It's a never-ending stream that is never to dry up. Praise God. And so the, you're a fixed container, a limited container, and the more of one thing you're fill, full of determines how much space is left for anything else to get full of. If you're full of the world and sin and the flesh and all that, there's no space for God. But if you're full of God, there's no space for the world and sin and the flesh and all of that. It's the law of displacement. Well, I need to get some things out of my life. Well, then just get full of God. Somebody said, I need to know how to do that. Well, I'm glad you came to church this morning because you're going to learn how to do that. Praise the Lord. Anybody interested in any of this? When you're full, you level up. You're, 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 like if you're full, if this... Uh, they don't have, well, here's a container. It's not really a water container. But if we fill that with water and it's just brimming right up to the edge, you couldn't get any more in there. And so that's, that, that container is level up, full. You pour a little more and it's going to splash out. You need to live so full of the Holy Ghost that just somebody you meet in church or on the street says, Glory to God. You go, Whoa, glory to God. You just poured a little bit on me and I flowed over, you know. <laughs> You've ever heard testimonies of people that have gone to heaven? I, know, I'm not, I don't take everybody's, everybody's vision that's gone to heaven, but, but that's the way heaven is. One person will say glory to God, and it just, they said it just ripples through heaven, just ripples. Why? Because they all live full. But God offers you that down here in this life. So, praise the Lord. Now, um, so to be level up with God, how many of you know if you're level up with God, you're level up with all that he is, all yes. that he has? Yes. If he has ability, then you're level up with his ability. Yes. Acts 1.8, you'll receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Some translations say you'll receive ability. You need to get I can't out of your mouth. I can't. Well, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in me. And, and how many of you know the Bible said that I can do all things. Amen. Not, not in ourselves. Not in ourselves. But through him. Through Christ. And part of that ability is being continually filled. So uh, if you're interested in this, say amen. amen. Romans 8.13 says uh, that we through the spirit mortify the deeds of the body. See, we don't, God never asked us to do anything, including crucifying our flesh, anything. He never asked us to do anything in our own ability. That's right. never, never asked us to do anything. He wants us to stay consecrated, never asked us to do that in our own willpower or ability of the flesh. He never asked us to do anything out of our own ability. He asked us to do it by His ability. By His ability. He, furnish, he furnishes the ability. But it's your choice how full of his ability you stay. You can, you can live so empty that it seems like every bump on the road. Your chin, you live so empty, your chin's so low, every bump on the road seems like your chin hits it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
That's the way some Christians live. But you can live so full of the Holy Ghost that you barely, you barely recognize the bumps in the road. Amen. Praise Hallelujah. God. So um, the, the uh, Ephesians 5.18 says, be drunk. Be, excuse me, be not drunk with wine. But he's basically saying, be drunk on the Holy Spirit. Yes. Now, how do you, being drunk, we know what drunk means in this natural world. It means being under the influence. Right? And whenever a man is drunk on alcohol, which the Bible speaks against, um, he's under the influence of alcohol. And he ends up doing things that normally he wouldn't do. Well, when a man's drunk on the Spirit or full of the Spirit, he's under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and he finds himself doing things he normally wouldn't do. He finds himself going to church. He finds himself tithing. Oh, my God. Billy Bob's tithing. He must have got full of God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> And, and getting full will make you not have to do something. It'll make you want to do something. Getting full of God will take you right out of your plans and move you right into God's plans. Move you right into God's plans. A lot of people struggle with fulfilling the will of God because they're empty. Well, that went over real good. Okay, let's, let's see what else we can hear. Uh, so this is written. Notice be filled. Be filled. Notice that's written as if it's you and my's responsibility. Yes. The understood subject is you right. or me. Be, be filled. He didn't say God's responsible to keep you, keep you and I filled. Does that make sense? So whether we're filled or not is not up to God. It's up to ourselves. And so uh, we've got to uh, get people to understand that. And he, we have to understand that this is something that he's telling us to use our faith for. Everybody say, use my faith for. Use my faith well, okay, Pastor Jay, I see that the Bible wants me to live filled. How do I use my faith for that? I am so glad you asked. Go over to John 7. This is how you do that. John chapter number 7. It's written, uh, Jesus is preaching. He's, he actually didn't. He didn't teach this. He lifted up his voice. And he said this. John chapter number 7. John 7 verse 37. In the, last, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. In other words, he didn't just teach this. He shouted this out. <laughs> he wanted us to get this. He shouted it out. If any man's thirsty... Let him come to me and drink. He shouted that out. I remember, brother, I don't know if you ever heard, uh, uh, I believe, oh, I hope I'm not saying it's the wrong one. I believe it was the story, it was uh, uh, Jesse DePlanis' story of going to heaven. If I'm wrong, I stand corrected. But I think it's his experience that in heaven he heard Jesus preach. I don't know if you've ever heard that story. He said, he said, Jesus put Shambok to shame. <laughs> Anybody know who Shambok was? Yeah, Shambok is one of the most powerful modern-day preachers you've ever heard. He said Jesus put Shambok to shame. Jesus can preach. He, he was a teacher, but he could preach. So he preached this out. He, anyone thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the Scripture saith, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. 
Say that out loud, rivers of living water. <clears throat> what on earth is he talking about? He, the, verse 39, this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Well, Jesus has been glorified now. The Holy Ghost has been given. And so he's talking about our day. And he's saying, if, you want, if you're thirsty, come and drink. Come and drink. Is this a drinking church? I thought I came in the right one. I was driving down the street looking for the right one. I found the right one. This is a drinking church. I'm a drinking person. Oh, Pastor, we're going to have to take your credentials away. We're going to have to, you're, you're a drinking person. No, I'm not. I don't drink alcohol. And I never could stand alcohol as a kid. Somebody brought some one time to a party when I was about a teenager, and I, and I, and I just about choked and thought I was going to puke. I never did like alcohol. Never, never, never. <laughs> I thought it was stupid. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I right? It is. It's, it gets you, but, but it makes you, makes you do things you shouldn't have done. But here, that's why God doesn't approve of it, because he wants you in control of your faculties. He doesn't want something else under control. Because you know what? When something, something else is controlling your faculties, Satan will take advantage of that, and you'll end up doing something that will ruin your life, ruin your marriage, ruin your, your testimony, ruin your, fa your, your children's respect for you. He wants you in control of your faculties. That's why drugs, alcohol, things like that are wrong, because you're not in control of your faculties. Well, I can control it. Well, a lot of people have said that. A lot of people have said that. Uh, but anyway, that's another subject. But he says, if anyone thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. He's talking about drinking of the Spirit. That's why he said, don't be drunk with wine over in Ephesians, but be filled with the Spirit. He said to drink of the Spirit. You and I are to be drinkers. Just, just a different alcohol, just a different wine. It's the new wine. Praise God. I like that. Because there's things I need some help overcoming. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got, I got something I can go. I, I don't go to the bottle. I go to the fountain on the inside. Out of my belly. That's not talking about my stomach. He's talking about the spirit. He's talking about the spirit of man. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the... That's, you know, Proverbs 20, 27, I believe. Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching. So the Holy Ghost, your spirit is not sitting up here on your shoulder. Your spirit being, your spirit man, the real you, is not sitting up here on your shoulder. It's in the very core of your being. So he's saying when you are born again, the Holy Spirit will come in you. And then when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, he'll fill you. In the new birth, is you're recreated, made a child of God. And the Holy Spirit takes up residency in you. But the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit fills your being. And he said, in order to get that to, to that way, to that place of being filled, you have to drink. That's right. This is a drinking church. Yes. Praise God. Now, the, the very thing you did to be filled initially, continue to do that, and you'll stay filled. A lot of Christians haven't thought about that. Being filled in a lot of Christians' lives is just something that happens one time. I have relatives like that. They were filled, spoke with tongues, but that's the last they ever did anything with it. That's not the way, that's not the way this church is supposed to be. That's not the way any believer's life is supposed to be. <clears throat> so many Christians, their greatest experience, the greatest day of their Christian life was the day they got filled with the Holy Ghost. 
That shouldn't be your greatest day. That should be the beginning of your greatest days. The beginning of your greatest days. You're to go on. Develop. Stay filled. Enter into all the flows of the Spirit. All the flows in, 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 in prayer and, and, and flows of, of, of worship and, 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 and sanctification and all the flows of power and miracles, revelation gifts. I mean, your children ought to be, uh, your children ought to be, you know why I'm standing here preaching today? It's because, that, boy, I could tell this testimony. I don't want to take as much time as, as it probably needs to be taken. But uh, I, was, I, I, I got saved when I was 10 years old, and then I backslid and got out into the world. You know, kids can backslide too, you know. And I got out into rebellion and so forth, and my mistake was, thank God for my mistake. My mistake was I, I started running around with a man, a young, young kid that, he was backsliding with me, but my mistake was he, 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 I, I, I backslid with a friend of mine who had a Holy Ghost mama. I call it a mistake. I, it wasn't a mistake. It was the best thing. I, the best yes. thing. And uh, so she found, my, she found something I had given to him that didn't represent God. She found it. She's, she's making the bed. Okay, she's praying in tongues. Just full of the Holy Ghost. And she heard in her spirit, reach between the mattresses. What's this? That's not mine. My friend, you know, over at his house. That's not mine. Well, whose is it? That's Jay Eberly's. Oh, my God. Oh, here it goes. Here it goes. Boy, she came to our house. No, no condemnation. The love of God all over her, and just and just ministered to me. Started praying for me. Started praying for me. She prayed heaven down on that entire school. I went to a Christian high school, and that entire school. She prayed heaven down on that entire school, and a revival broke out of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She started praying for her son, and the Holy Ghost got her over on me. Oh, he's the culprit. Masha. <laughs> and she said she had all kinds of experiences praying in the Holy Ghost, saw me. There's a whole lot of things I don't have to take time to get into. But anyway, she prayed revival down on that whole high school. The baptism of the Holy Spirit broke out. Mennonite kids with bonnets on their head, girls with bonnets on their heads, speaking in tongues. Shaka Mayaya. And that spread through my high school. Changed that whole class. Changed that whole year. <laughs> and that got me back on track, and I got over back into the plan. I was called when I was about eight years old, but I was running from it. And so, but I, I got back on track, and I got back, uh, and when I got back on track, God met me, and I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and uh, revival broke out, and we just kept on walking in the light of that. And so I'm here preaching today because I, I was around a man you know, in rebellion with a guy, a friend of mine, who had a Holy Ghost Spirit-filled mama. And she kept, she didn't just get filled one day and stop there. She went on in, stayed filled, and here she is flowing in a revelation gift that got a young man's life back on, two, two young men, actually the whole high school's back on track. Glory to God, through one revelation gift, reach between the mattresses. 
That's called going on with God. Going on with God. So uh, you, you, what I meant to say when I, I, I said that, say you, to, if you live filled with the Holy Ghost, your children can't lie to you. Where are you going? Oh, we're going over here with our friends and so forth and so on. Okay, have a good time. And you're at home. And you see you have a vision. And there they are. And they're dancing over at somebody else's house to the wrong kind of music. So they come home. You say, where'd you go? Oh, we were over where I said. No, you weren't. Here's what happened. And Jim Bob was there. And, and, and Lily Sue was there. And she was dressed like this. And I saw the whole thing. And you're lying to me. I'm so sorry, Mama. I'm so sorry, Mama. <laughs> Yeah. That's how you parent. That's how yes. you, parent. Yeah. you better have the help of the Holy Ghost yes. to raise your kids. But you're not going to have that kind of thing happen if you don't live filled. Now go to Acts chapter number uh, 6. Acts 6. You can have, listen to me very carefully. I'm going to read this. And then I'm going to make a statement that you might understand now. You might not understand now. But if you'll walk in the light of it. Uh, and, 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 and ask God for some understanding about it, it'll change your life. In Acts 6, this is the day uh, the number of the disciples was multiplied and they, got, they raised up the helps ministry. And uh, there's a whole lot to this. And there was qualifications for the helps ministry. And uh, one of the quali- qualifications, they'd be down in verse number 3, they'd be of an honest report, uh, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. And they, and they chose uh, the whole multitude. Uh, it pleased the whole multitude. And so in verse 5, they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And it mentions the rest of them. And look at verse number 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power. Yeah. What? Did great miracles and uh, wonders and miracles among the people. Yeah. So this was qualifications for helps ministers. No, no, it's not enough for you to bring your certificate and say, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost back in 2017 or whatever. Are you living full? Living yeah. full. Amen. He said the qualifications are that you live full. That's yes. right. Yes. That's right. Yes. So they found Stephen, and it mentioned every time he's full of faith and power and wisdom. Full of faith and power and wisdom. That's a pretty good combination. Yes. But then notice it says, Stephen, full of faith and power, in verse 8, said he did miracles and wonders. Now, I'm going to say this. Very, listen, maybe you understand it now. Maybe you won't. But you can have miracles, signs, and wonders in your life because you have a call and an endowment, a gifting from heaven that goes along with a five-fold ministry call. Or you can have, according to this verse, you can have gifts of the Spirit in manifestation in your life because you stay full. No particular endowment. Now, you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, but you don't. Like, like for example, I have a healing endowment in my life. What you saw at the beginning of the uh, service where people's backs and joints and things were healed, that has, we could share testimonies all day today, all day tomorrow, and never get to the end of the testimonies of people being healed of back and joint problems in our life and ministry. Now, that's an endowment in our life. That's a part of the equipment of our ministry. But you don't have to have that kind of endowment to have signs and wonders all the time. Just live full. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So he said, uh, go back to John 7 now. I'm, 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 I'm going to bring more out of this. He said, everyone that's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Drink. Say drink. 
How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, he said, first of all, if you do that, he said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Now, so get this. This this drinking, which according to Ephesians keeps us full, right, is going to produce a river. No, excuse me, rivers of living water. Rivers are not still waters. They're waters that are flowing. They're waters that are going somewhere. You're listening this morning? I haven't already lost you, have I? Rivers are going somewhere. And if you've if you got rivers flowing out of you, they're taking you somewhere. I said they're taking you somewhere. Where are they taking you? They're taking you on in the Spirit. They're taking you into a deeper flow of the Spirit. The original baptism, the initial baptism of the Holy Ghost, when somebody speaks with other tongues, is not the end, the highest. It's the beginning of a river, rivers, taking you somewhere. They're taking you into a deeper flow of the Spirit. The new birth and the baptism of the Holy Spirit are introductory offers. This is just the initial. This is not, this is not the, the, all that there is. And you walk around like a badge on your lapel. I'm spirit filled. Well, maybe you got filled and spoke with tongues, but that doesn't mean you stay full. This is an ongoing experience. So this, this is to take you somewhere. I said it's to take you somewhere. And so your belly is your spirit, and Christians are to be getting things out of their spirit that take their life forward, move them into a greater move of God, a greater life in God. Your life in God ought to be always expanding, always refreshing, always, oh, it's, it's, it's always new. It's, it's never old hat. They told me when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost that it would wear off. They did. They, 15 years old, got baptized in the Holy Ghost, and, and they said it would wear off. I'm worse today than I was back then. I mean, in their eyes, I'm, I'm, I'm better off today. But you know what I mean? In their eyes, I'm worse. Oh, he's getting crazier all the time. Well, I'm getting fuller of God. <laughs> and don't bother me. I'm liking it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm going to say something, and, and this, is, this is a big key here. You and I are to have a drinking relationship with God, not a thinking relationship. This flow out of your spirit is, 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 is not something that you think about. If you think about it, you'll shut it down. When I got baptized, initially, when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, I was 15 years old. And uh, spoke with other tongues. But, but they told me, they said, now we're going to lay hands on you. And, and these utterances are going to come up. And you're, gonna, you're not going to understand them. And your mind's not going to want to say them. Because it just sounds like gibberish. But you say them out. Well, exactly what they said happened. I mean, it, start, it started welling up. And, 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 you know, it's right there. It wanted to come out. But I didn't understand it. So I held back. And they kept saying, yield to that. Yield to that. Well, eventually I, I yielded to that. And then when I yielded to that, joy started flowing up out of the inside of me. Well, I had been to church. Now, I'm, I'm a denominational Christian. 
I had been to church, and I had learned by watching them that God wasn't happy. No, 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 you go to church. I mean, they all, before church, they say, oh, good to see you. How you doing? And then church starts. After church, oh, so good to see you. So good to see you. So I had learned God wasn't happy. So this joy started coming up, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to yield to that. God might get mad at me. <laughs> you know how you think. You just don't know. And so I, I yielded to those tongues, and this joy started flowing out. So I, when the joy started coming, I shut the tongues down. And the river stopped. It was flowing, but it stopped. Do you know you can shut that river down? So I, I, I shut it down. They said, no, let's keep on yielding to that. Boy, they had to talk me into it, but finally I yielded. I said, here it goes. I threw caution to the wind. And I got so drunk. I was hanging on the doorknob. I was, in a, I was in a classroom of a teacher's classroom. I got so drunk, I'm hanging on the doorknob. A Mennonite boy. Can you imagine a Mennonite kid hanging on the doorknob, drunk in the spirit, speaking in other tongues and laughing? Woo, glory. They said, my God, he lost his mind. Thank God I did. I got the mind of Christ. Got the mind of Christ. Uh, but see, that wasn't my greatest day. My greatest days are the most recent days. Yeah. Woo! I said glory. glory. So this is something that is measured to you. I'm talking about fullness. It's measured to you according to your faith to drink. You got to use your faith to drink. Amen. <clears throat> when you drink, you're draw, you're, you, you draw. The Bible said in Isaiah 20, 12, 13, 12, 3, with joy, you'll draw water out of the wells of salvation. You draw it up. Draw it up. You draw it up. It's like a well, but you got to get your tongue down in that well and draw that up. You ever seen those old-style wells? You have to crank a bucket down. Well, that's what you got to do. you got to take your tongue and dip down into your spirit and start drawing that up. And as you do, it'll start coming up and just start flowing. <laughs> oh, I've been there many times. Praise God. Makes, makes me a better man, better preacher, better husband, better everything. Amen. So as you do this, you'll discover that there's not actually just one stream. There's many streams. You start dipping into this, this flow, and you'll get into all kinds of streams. You'll get in streams of divine utterances. Now, I'm talking about going on with God. Anybody want to go on with God? There's divine utterances. There's divine revelations. There's gifts of the Spirit. There's, mir there's a miracle river. There's a joy river. There's a peace river. There's a healing river. There's a river of strength for your spirit when you're weary. There's a river of prayer. Oh, Lord, if I had a, if I had a week. There's a river of counsel, direction, and, and wisdom, and many others. Just, just, the, just different things that you can draw on. We call them flows of the Spirit. Different things. And the Spirit of God can start moving, and you get in, and you start yielding to it, and that flow, it starts flowing, it starts flowing. It'll take you into prayer. It'll take you into laughter. It'll take you, it just, the flow can change and go from one thing to the other. 
It's a wonderful life. <clears throat> Praise God. Well, I'm just not getting anything from God. If you dip down into your spirit, you would. Christians are not supposed to be just getting things out of their heads or out of their bodies. You know, if you start getting things out of your body, you're going to get a fence out of there. You're going to get all kinds of feelings out of there. They're supposed to be getting things out of their spirits. Out of your belly. Supposed to be getting something out of your belly. Praise God. Now, boy, I wish I had more time. This will meet every need man has. It'll meet every... Learn to look to within you. Learn to look where this river flows from. He flows from your spirit. Out of your belly, that's your spirit. Learn to look within you for encouragement. Learn to look within you for the strength you need. Here's one. Learn to look within you for the refreshing you need. Anybody ever needed refreshing? I have many, many, many times. I've gotten up before and just like, oh, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to the office and see that mean person. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying stuff. But, I, you know, you, you just don't want to do something. But you get in your time with God and worshiping Him, praising Him, and something starts flowing up out of you. By the time you're done with that, you're like, where is the devil? Show me where he's at. See, you got your refreshing. Some Christians always depend on other Christians for, for refreshing or encouragement. Well, thank God for other Christians. Aren't we thankful for the local church and other Christians? But see, what about if nobody else is around? You just got to wait until you get back to church? No, 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 no. You can get this anytime you need. You just got to learn to dip down into your spirit. Praise the Lord. It'll meet every one of your needs. Praise God. Full men change the world. Empty Christians cannot help an empty world. Amen. An empty world can't get help from an empty Christian. Stay full and you'll be a blessing to everybody you come in contact with. Hallelujah. Now, on Luke 4, 1, Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost and he returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Notice being full, he was led. Sometimes people say, I just don't sense God. I don't sense his leadings. I don't sense this or that. Well, are you full of God? Are you full of the Spirit? Because the more full you are, the more you'll sense his leadings. Whatever a man's full of is what he'll be moved by. Praise the Lord. You know, it's interesting getting in conversations, sitting in circles, talking to Christians. When you're talking about the things of God, certain ones of them are quiet. Then you start talking about NASCAR, or you start talking about sports, and all of a sudden they're talking. They're talking about everything. Well, now you can tell what they're full of. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth Well, it says speaks, but I always say leaks. If you're always talking about, can I get on the holy, the holy grail here? The Kansas City Chiefs, or, or whatever. That's because you're full of sports. Uh, God's not against sports. But whenever, whenever the conversations turn to God and you get quiet, now we know, now we know. I'm leaving right after this, Pastor. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaks. 
I'm more, I'm more interested. I, I enjoy sports, don't misunderstand. But I'm more interested in God than I am in sports. Praise the Lord. Um, so we'll just move right on before we get crucified here. <laughs> By people in red and white shirts. <laughs> Amen. Oh, I don't have him back, Pastor. Okay. But see, people, many Christians are looking outwardly for what they need. God lives right on the inside of you. <clears throat> your answer, people going through the files of their mind trying to figure out what to do, your answer is just 18 inches below your nose. Learn to dip down in there. Okay, now, let's look at Ephesians 5 again, and then we'll wrap this up. Ephesians 5 says, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled. Now notice this. I told you we were going to tell you how. Be filled, speaking, speaking, speaking. Remember I said to you earlier that Christians leak? Right here is one of the biggest leaks. Their mouth. They start saying things like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Seems like I just, I'm just, life is so hard. Being a Christian is so hard. If it's not one thing, it's another. I'm always a day late and a dollar short. Huh? You're leaking. <laughs> Pastor, I'm getting some interesting looks. They all love me, right? Oh, okay, good. Just one. That's good confirmation. But no, he said, be filled speaking. Speaking. Hallelujah. So when he says speaking... Notice what he goes on to say. Speaking in psalms, hymns, and spiritual psalms. Now, what is that? What are psalms, hymns, and spiritual psalms? Well, that means you go to church and you turn to psalm, turn, turn to hymn number 532. Bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. <laughs> well, that, that might be a psalm of the Spirit. It might have come by the Holy Ghost. Don't misunderstand me. Some of them I read, some of them they haven't come from the Holy Ghost, but not, not, the word's not in them. But, but my, here's my point. Back then they didn't, have song, they didn't have hymn books. Back then they didn't have the printing press. So they didn't have hymnal with five number, 532 in it. So what's he talking about speaking in Psalms? He's talking about something given by the Spirit, hot off the wire of heaven in a moment of time. By the spirit of prophecy. Every Christian should be flowing in the spirit of prophecy. Now I didn't say every Christian should come to church and prophesy to the, to the church. Thus saith the Lord. God shows me the pastor's done here. Well. Well. You don't understand the gift of prophecy. People have done some interesting things in the name of prophesying. But uh, I won't go into that. But, but uh, the, the thing, we could laugh together on some things. But, but the thing about prophecy, it's speaking, it says what it is in 1 Corinthians 14. Speaking unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. That sure didn't edify, exhort, or comfort anybody. You know? No, it's just, it's speaking out of your spirit by the Holy Spirit in a known tongue. And it's not primary. What he's talking about here in Ephesians is not primarily for church. 
is for your private devotional life. Amen. Now, that can come to church. Don't misunderstand me. But, but it has to be done in the light of the Word of God. The primary thing he's talking about here is your private devotional life. Speaking to yourselves. Say it out loud myself. Let's talk about edifying yourself. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So these are divinely inspired utterances that every Christian is to flow in for their spiritual edification. Amen. Am I, going to, am I giving you too much? Y'all still good? All right. This is, this speaking in tongues is the first step. But then you can go on with God. Yeah. Say it out loud. That's what we're talking about this morning. Go on with God. We're to move further and further into these flows of the Holy Ghost. Remember I said, this river's taking us somewhere? I've seen this many times in my own private prayer life. I get to speaking in tongues and edifying myself. And sometimes then I start interpreting my tongue. And then sometimes it's not even interpreting a tongue. It's just speaking under the inspiration of, of the Spirit in a known tongue. By the spirit of prophecy. Now, it's not, thus saith the Lord tomorrow, Russia's going to attack a, a, a Israel and so forth. No, there's no, in the simple gift of prophecy, there's no prediction. There's no revelation. You understand? See, that's the, that, when, when revelation starts flowing, that's the prophet's office. But every, and the Bible says, are all prophets? The answer is no. No. But here it says, well, actually, in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, Ye may all prophesy one by one. Well, if we can all prophesy and we're not all prophets, it must be a different thing. The office of the prophet must be different than the simple gift of prophecy. All believers should be prophesying. I didn't say all believers should be predicting the future. That's revelation. But all believers should be speaking to themselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Are we getting this this morning? And, and this primarily for your own devotional life. Now, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, How is it, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a hymn, hath a doctrine, hath a revelation? Let all things be done unto edifying, decently and in order. Well, why on earth would you say every one of you hath something when you come to church? Because they had all been flowing in this at home. They had all been flowing in it at home. Praise God. And, and listen, this is an edifying thing. It'll build the people up. It'll, but you can't build somebody else up if you're not built up yourself. Praise God. Are we getting anything out of this? Now, um, these are all given by the Holy Ghost by, in a known tongue. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Now, these are, listen to me very carefully. I'm just so thankful you're, you're sticking with me here this morning. I'm... I don't know how long I've been preaching. I think it's not quite been time yet here to quit. But um, spiritual, listen to me very carefully. I'm finally getting to what I wanted to get to this morning. <laughs> spiritual songs, speaking in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, are to be understood as the drinking songs of the church. That's what they are. I've had a hard week. Okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And just get filled with the Holy Ghost and move on over into Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Before you know it, you won't be needing a nap. 
You don't be needing your coffee. You don't we won't be needing a vacation. You're built up and edified and ready for whatever the devil's got for you. Come on, somebody. He preaching against coffee? No. If that's your level of faith, go for it. <laughs> you know the tree back there in the garden of the knowledge of good and evil? You know that was a coffee tree. You know that, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't take me so seriously like that. I'm just kidding. We don't know what it was. <laughs> All right. The rest of us are sanctified. The, the, the coffee drinkers, they're still, they're still on their way, right? They're, they're getting there. Praise the Lord. They're on their way. <laughs> okay. The spiritual songs, hymns and spiritual songs, they are the drinking songs of the church. The, in contrast with the drinking songs the world has at their drunken parties. The world has songs they want to sing and get drunk and go on alcohol. Well, God, that's a cheap substitute for what God had for us all along. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so uh, these people had probably, you know, lived in the world just like people today lived in the world before they got into the church, had all kinds of drunken parties and all kinds of stuff. So they could identify with this. And they just, they, they didn't quit drinking, they just switched streams. I said, they just switched, they just switched wine. Because listen, this life is too hard to go through without drinking. You gotta, you gotta do something to numb everything. <laughs> and you can't hardly blame the world. I mean, that's all they got. That's all they got. They gotta numb themselves. But thank God we got the Holy Ghost. I said we got the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And when you got the Holy Ghost, you don't need the devil's cheap substitute. My heart goes out to people. I'm not condemning of people. My, my heart goes out to them. If they just knew what God had provided for them and learned to mix their faith with that and tap into that and draw that up, they would go on with God. I said they would go on with God. Hallelujah. Now, Colossians says something. Ephesians here is talking about the same thing Colossians 3 is talking about. Look at the third chapter in the 16th verse. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, speaking, or excuse me, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. <clears throat> Very similar verse. But in this case, he's talking about doing it to one another. Now here he's talking about, in Colossians, he's talking about in the local church setting. But here he added something I wanted you to see. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Somebody said, well, these things come out. Somebody, somebody said something, but it wasn't scriptural. Because the word wasn't dwelling in them. It's not enough to be filled with what the Bible said Philip was, uh, or Stephen was full of faith and the Holy Ghost. How do you get full of faith? Full of the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So it's not one thing, it's not just get, get, getting full of the Holy Ghost. Stay full of the Word. Stay full of the Word. Yes. Then whenever these things come out, they'll be Word-based. Yes. And they'll bless even further. Yes. 
And even, to be honest with you, build people's faith. Praise the Lord. Now, this is a doorway, all that I'm talking about. This is a doorway into a greater move of the Holy Ghost. Can you just stick with me just a little bit longer? People wonder why their life is not full of the miraculous. A great move of the Spirit in different ways. It's because they haven't gone through the door. You know, if you stood outside today, it's raining out there, I hear, but if you stood out there and you, you just, oh, I so wanted to be in that service today, and cried, well, we'd, we'd come out there and say, what's wrong with you? Oh, I just want to go to that church service. Well, well right here's the door, just come on in. Amen. Well, I don't know why I'm not in there. Well, you didn't go through the door. That's the way spiritual things are. We want to get into different flows. Listen to me. These, these, speaking these divine-inspired utterances are the doorway into everything else in God's spiritual house. It's the doorway into the revelation gifts. It's the doorway into the power gifts. I've been there, been there, been there. So these things are, are uh, needing to be understood. Keep going. Don't just get saved and be baptized with the Holy Ghost, speak with tongues. Keep going. Keep going. Amen. People want a greater move of God. Uh, we were in Russia. Pastor Nancy uh, went over there to preach, and she invited us, some of us to go, and we went with her, and we ended up preaching some. And we, were, we had some tremendous conversations around, I mean, the services were powerful. St. Petersburg, Abacan, but the main one I'm talking about now is St. Petersburg. Powerful services, just tremendous things. The things that happen, just, I mean, you just want to can it and bring it home. You know what I'm talking about? Well, really, he does live on the inside of us all the time anyway. But uh, we were sitting around the greatest times of the Spirit. We're sitting around the table holding conversations about spiritual things. Not in the services. Services were wonderful. But you get a fellowship of the Spirit going around the dinner table. You sit there four or five hours talking about the things of God. Praise God. Just, and, and the Holy Ghost would flow and different revelations would come. And, and the Spirit of God spoke to Pastor Nancy while we were sitting there on one of those occasions. And this is what he said. He said, to go further into the revival, you have to go further in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Do you get that? To go further in the revival, you have to go further in the Spirit. Now, what does that mean? That means don't just stop at the door of speaking in tongues. You know, if you wanted to come into my house, if I invited you to my house, and I said, come on in, and you came in, and you closed the door, and you backed up against the door. Well, you're in the house. But, you know, we got a whole meal spread over here for you. You know, if you want a, if you want a meal, there's, there's, there's the kitchen over here, Right? you need to use the restroom, that's there. If you, if you want a nap, there's a bedroom upstairs. Right? Many blessings. There's a beautiful back porch screened in. You can sit back there and worship God. There's a whole house. And that's the way this spiritual house is. People have gotten baptized in the Holy Ghost, come under the foyer, and backed up against the door. Keep on going in. There's a refrigerator over there. It's got all kinds of stuff in it. Sit down on the couch, lift yeah. up your, kick your shoes off. That's yes. right. There's rest in that room. There's, there's refreshing in that room. There's spiritual food in that room. Yeah. There's, there's all these rooms, Amen. these places in the spirit. Yes. 
Come on in. That's what I'm saying this morning. Go on with God. Yeah. Don't, don't just speak with tongues. Go over into psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Yeah. And don't just stop there. There's a, when you get into that, there's, a, there's rivers of prayer. Yeah. All sorts of spiritual intercession and, yeah. and things and, of, of, of supplication. And God will give you, he'll say, it happened to me last night in the hotel. I, I, was, I was getting ready to go to bed, to be honest with you. I just thought, well, I'm just going to go to sleep. And, and as I got quiet and dipped down, I always do that when I go to sleep. It's the best way to sleep. My rest comes right out of here. Shut this down, draw out of here. And as I, but when I shut this down, drew out of here, a pastor that I had known for a number of years, there he is, standing right in front of me, he and his wife. And I started praying for him. And as, the Holy Ghost, as I got to praying for him, I, got, I started weeping. I said, ah, oh, I see that, Lord. I see that, Lord. They didn't obey you in that. I don't see, I, I see that that's coming for them. They, God was trying to get them ready for it. And I started making intercession for him. How did I get into that? Well, it's because of a lifestyle of what I'm, what I'm preaching this morning. I just live this way. And you get into all kinds of flows of prayer. And <laughs> I'm excited. It's a wonderful way to live. So come on in the door. Come on, come on. And as you get in through one door, then you'll see another door. You come in the foyer and there's a door to this room, that room, and all kinds of rooms. And the invitation keeps, keeps coming from God. Come on in the doors. Come on into these doors. And you'll, you'll be proficient and skillful in this spiritual house. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Did you get anything out of that? Amen. So keep on going further. And, uh, and, and I'll be honest with you. Some people have things imparted to them for service in the ministry because, for one reason, God counts them faithful. With what, with what they already have been given and staying full of the Spirit. Some people, there's a gifting, a calling that comes on them from birth. Some people, it comes on them uh, at the new birth. Some people, it comes at the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some people, as they go on with God, like Stephen, as they go on with God, even you read the story of Stephen, he, st he kept staying full and he got over into an endowment. And God called him to the evangelist ministry. Yes, uh, excuse me, Philip, Philip. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did signs and wonders. So he actually got over into a ministry endowment. Not everybody's going to have that. But if God has that in mind for you, it's only going to happen as you go on. I said it's only going to happen as you go on. Whatever God has for you, if he doesn't have any endowments. No, I'm saying, when I say endowments, I'm talking about ministry, things to minister to others. He wants you to be in the ministry. So when, but if God doesn't have that for you, then just stay full and be a blessing to everybody you come in contact with. We really all have a ministry. You understand? Hallelujah. Did you get anything out of this? Well, what about, what about as the Spirit wills? Doesn't the Bible say as the Spirit wills? Did you notice that the, 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 the simple, the, the, the speaking with other tongues, the simple gift of prophecy, drinking that we read about there in John 7, did you know, so notice none of that said it's as the Spirit wills? It said you be filled. Speaking in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Huh? We, we lay that as the Spirit wills off on everything, and we almost treat it like God doesn't want to do anything. He does want. He's all, th that river is always flowing. 
You just got to jump into it. And, and being faithful with doing what God told you and I to do to stay full of the Spirit by speaking in these utterances. When I say utterances, I'm talking about tongues and, and psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. When you're faithful with that, then God will take you into different directions as the Spirit wills. But it's your responsibility and my responsibility to do what is given, that we're told to do by faith to stay full. Does that make any sense? You and my job to stay full. It's God's job to say, okay, now I'm going to move you over into this operation and this, this manifestation and so forth and so on. That's as he wills. Amen. I'm going on. Anybody else going on? Praise be to God. I said praise be to God. <clears throat> So uh, other things will come up as you begin to yield to the psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. There's, there, there's a, there'll be jo joy and laughter will come up sometimes. Well, I, I, that, that tongues is fine, but that joy, I don't know about that. Well, if you don't know about it, don't go to heaven. Because the Bible said he's going to present us before his presence with exceeding joy. Everybody in heaven is Pentecostal. Yeah, everybody, everybody. You're going to hit those streets and go, Whoa, I made it! Whoa. All right. <laughs> Amen. That's right. Yes, yes you. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, God is not just trying to bring you into a life of more speaking in tongues. He's trying to bring you into a whole life of, of the Spirit, this large move of the spirit this largeness of all different flows of the spirit you need wisdom you can draw it up everything you need he's wanting you to live a life in the spirit not just speak in tongues but live life in the spirit hallelujah i'm interested tell your neighbor i'm interested so continue in it hallelujah it'll be a refreshing it'll be a means of spiritual edification it'll be a means of entering into the greater measure of god's will now, let me, let me wrap this up by going back to Ephesians 5. I just got to say this. Go back to Ephesians 5. I know we've taken a long time here, but, but I only got one shot at you. Plus, you know, all, all you're going to do is go eat anyway, so we'll just... Huh? Oh, okay. But notice, notice back up. We read verse 18, Ephesians 5, but go back to verse 17. How's that start? Verse, King James. Wherefore, be ye not unwise... But understanding what? What the, will of the Lord. what the will of the Lord is. Then he said, and. 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 Yep. So this is the will of the Lord for every believer. Yeah. Every believer to stay full, live full. Yes. That's right. yep. Now, there is a measure of the will of God for the believer's life they will never know and never enter into if they don't do what I was preaching this morning. They might be good Christians, love God, but they won't walk in all the will of God. It'll be limited how far they, how much of the will of God they can fulfill. Are you still there? Uh, so we got to understand that. The reason that you won't fulfill all of the will of God, from verse 17, you see how he put that together, verse 17 into 18. Uh, he said the reason you won't fulfill all of the will of God if you're not continually filled, number one reason is, is because you won't even recognize, you won't even know it's the will of God. Fullness lifts you up into the place that you see and have more understanding 
of what God's will is. Amen? You know, that fullness lifts you up into the spirit realm where you can see the will of God more perfectly. When I'm full of the Holy Ghost and I get over into the spirit, I understand the will of God much better than I do when my mind's busy with something. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Why? You get God's perspective. Now, that's how Jesus operated when he was on the earth. He said, I just do what I see my father do. Say what I hear my father say. His fullness kept him in the place where he would see it and know it. He stayed full. He lived full. Hallelujah. And that's the way you can live the same way. Praying and worshiping God. Uh, take your child out uh, uh, and, and do something with them today. There's something they need to talk to you about and that you need to talk to them. Thank you, Lord. I'll do that. So you do that, and you, and you go out with your child and spend some time, a little extra time with them, and they start sharing something that's been bothering them at the school, somebody's doing something or whatever, and you can save them a lifestyle of heartache because you were full of the Holy Ghost, and you saw the will of God. I'm telling you, this life is just, this is just a wonderful life. Would you stand up with me? You've, you've been patient. Praise the Lord. I'm interested in the will of God. I'm interested in the will of God. Don't wait for anybody else to go. You just go. Well, but they're not living full. Well, you live full. You live full. This might bring some persecution. <laughs> but I found this about, see, people say, well, you might lose some friends. Well, I did. I lost some friends. But, boy, I got some new ones. Boy, these new ones are a whole lot better than them old ones. Isn't it the truth? Those other, those other ones just drag you down, keep, keep pulling you back into the world. These new ones, man, they'll say, what's wrong with you? Get full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go to church and sing and dance and shout. We'll, we'll help you get over that. Everybody needs at least four crazy Holy Ghost friends. Do you a lot of good. Praise God. Lift your hands and give God thanks this morning. Praise you, praise you, praise you. <laughs> oh, Lord, we're grateful. We're grateful for your plan for our lives. Thank you so much. My, 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 my. Masakite heke. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kept being drawn today as we were ministering. I kept, I, you, you might have noticed it. It's not something I normally do. But I kept being drawn to talk to parents about raising children. You notice that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are a parent and you have a child that is in need, they're, they're, they're away out of fellowship with the family, maybe out of fellowship with God. I'm talking mostly about teenagers. Uh, uh, here's your answer this morning. Get full of God. Get full of the Holy Ghost and, and, and see what he'll say to you. He'll tell you exactly how to minister to them. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Somebody said, well, why would you say ha, ha, ha? Well, you're just dipping and drawing it up. Ha, ha, ha. 
Ha, ha, ha. Don't take the devil so seriously. Devil, the devil said what? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Glory, glory, glory. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. You know, we were in a, we were in a church in Alabama preaching years and years and years ago. And uh, we, got, we got in a flow of, of, of the joy of the Lord. She was a Methodist pastor's wife. She had the, the, the evening before, she had come and gotten filled with baptized in the Holy Ghost, spoke with other tongues. She brought her husband back the next night. And they sat there on the second row right here. And, and uh, the joy of the Lord broke out. She had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. And the joy of the Lord broke out. And she got drunk. Not, not on alcohol. You understand now what I'm talking about? She got drunk on the Holy Ghost. Laughed and laughed and laughed. Laughed until she fell out of her chair on the floor. And her Methodist pastor's husband's eyes got real big like... Somebody said, what good will that do you? Well, she went back to her doctor after that night and said, I want you to run some more tests. They said, well, we've run many tests. We don't need to. They said, no. She said, something happened. Something happened. And so they ran some tests, and they said, well, um, would you mind hanging around? We've got to take another test. They said, uh, it seems like that, the computer didn't work. So they ran another test. And they said, just hang on, it won't take long. And so they came back and said, sister, we're sorry. Um, it didn't work. We need to turn you a different way um, and, and take another test. The computer's not working. And they took another test. And they came out again. They said, ma'am, uh, I, I guess our computer's broken. They said, we'll, we'll send the, 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 the scan through the wires over to the University of Alabama. Did I say, I think I said Alabama. It was at the University of Alabama. We know their computer's working. It's been working all day. Ours must not be working. You, you can go on home if you want. We'll call you later. So she went home, got a call later. They said, ma'am, we don't get to tell people this very often, but you just don't have cancer anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. So ask her what good will that do you. Ask her what good that will do you. Praise God. The same anointing that fills you will heal you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, do you have to do that, Pastor Jay? No, you get to. You get to. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, go away. <laughs> Woo, go away. <laughs> Woo, go away. 
Glory. <laughs> Don't smile, it might get on you. <laughs> oh, <sh> <laughs> Glory. Ha ha ha. You remember on the day of Pentecost, they thought they were drunk on alcohol? Why would you think they're drunk on Because they started acting like drunk people. You ever see a man drunk? He staggers, falls down, slaps the floor, and starts laughing. <laughs> Be filled. Be refreshed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Impartations. 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 Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, I came for healing. This is this is healing. This is healing. Well, I, I, wanted, I wanted him to lay hands on me. Do you know I came in here wanting to lay hands on people? But we've got to learn all the flows of the Holy Ghost. I had a lady come to one of the services. This is out in New Mexico. Um, and uh, the Spirit of God started moving this way. And so, anyway, so, I, and, but then I had a healing line. I was going down through the line. And I got to this lady, and I said, uh, and the Holy Ghost said to me, tell her to laugh. Yeah. Was that scriptural? Well, the Bible said that destruction and famine, you'll laugh. Yeah, that's right. yes. she, was, she was being, her body was being destroyed by a disease. Yes. So, you can laugh at the devil. Amen. That's called medicine. A merry heart does good like a medicine. So I, I stopped and I said, dear sister, the Holy Ghost, I was laying hands on people, but the Holy Ghost stopped me here and said, told me to tell you to laugh at destruction. I said, we're going we're gonna to laugh with you. We're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. Everybody drinking wants to have friends to drink with. So we, we volunteer to help you drink. It's no fun drinking by yourself. I mean, so, so we... we uh, I said, I said, congregation, I said, we're not laughing at her. We're laughing with her at destruction and famine. She's redeemed from destruction and famine. Ha, ha, ha. And we laughed, and, 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 and she stood there and looked at us. She said, I want to give a testimony. I said, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get a testimony. She wasn't wanting to testify about her healing. She wanted to say something else. So I said, <clears throat> I said we'll get to that. And I said, um, but let's just obey the Holy Ghost right now. The, the Holy Ghost is wanting to manifest himself. By moving this certain way. 
I said to the congregation again, I said, no, we're not laughing at her, we're laughing with her, let's all join with her. And, and we laughed again. Yeah. And she stood and looked at me. Yeah. She, wouldn't, she wouldn't yield to that. So, and she said, I want to give a testimony. I said, well, there'll be a time for testimony. And we went through that three times. Yeah. She wouldn't yield to the Holy Ghost. And third time she said, I want to give a testimony. Uh, I said, well, the Lord told me to tell you to, that we're supposed to laugh. This, the, the Holy Ghost is trying to manifest himself. Yes. But he's got to have us yield to it. And I said, uh, and so uh, the Lord said, we're supposed to laugh. We're not laughing at you. I wanted to make sure she didn't get confused, you know, get embarrassed or something. We're laughing at destruction and famine at you. And she said, I just can't receive that. Now, I've, it came out of my mouth. It came right up out of here like a bubble. Like came out of my mouth before I realized I said it. I said, well, then you just can't receive healing then. Go sit down. Boy, boy, she got all ruffled up. And, and, and she went over and sat down. And uh, the rest of the service went on. And then I turned it over to the pastor. Now, I, I, I thought, I know that lady's mad. I said, she's going to come for me. So I'm looking for the door. Where do I get out? <laughs> she's not my sheep. She's his sheep. If I need to be corrected, the pastor will correct me. I'm submitted to the pastor. So I'm looking. I, 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 I saw no door I could get out. The pastor received the offer and dismissed. Boy, she came right for me. She's mad. And, and, and I, I thought, what am I going to say? And the pastor stepped up. He said, sister, wait, wait. You've been in this church for so many years. You've been the mother hen of this church. You're trying to boss everybody around. You're trying to control me even as the pastor. And God's been trying to work with you and trying to get you right about it for, for a number of years. And God moved this way tonight to, to get you to humble yourself. And since you won't humble yourself, the word of the Lord came forth that you can't receive healing. Boy, he's and while he's talking, I said, here's my exit. Praise the Lord. Amen. Some people just too bowed up to receive what God has for them. See, it takes humility to yield to this. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Glory! Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. I said to the pastor, I called him later, I said, what happened? He said, she left the church with some of her friends. I said, what happened after that? He said, the Holy Ghost broke out. We had a move of God. <laughs> he, said, he said, they were hindering the move of God. Glory! Hallelujah. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs>